You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot cause. Yeah. Got, we got people today that is just as good, if not better, than the founding fathers because we have a bigger, bigger issue with our country today than they did, even though they had to fight a revolution to do it. We have to fight with our words and our kindness and our love for the people of this country. And we have another state director. Michael is here with us to tell us about his state, how he got involved, and how we can listen to what Michael Arnold has to say to us as supporters and new people coming in the Convention of States on why you should be part of the greatest grassroots organization that has ever stood up since the Revolutionary War. That is the Convention of States. Without further ado, Michael Arnold, thank you so much for coming on the Patriot Cause. Thank you, Gunny. It's an honor to be on here with you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just going to start by giving a little bit of my background and, and how I came to be the state director of the Convention of States Action in Massachusetts here. Um, I got involved with a group here on Cape Cod in Massachusetts called We the People of Cape Cod. And it was a 501c3 not-for-profit constitution education group. I started out on the program committee, ended up on the board of directors. And uh, the, the group was started by a gentleman named Hillard Welch. Now, the, the last name Welch may sound familiar to a lot of people listening here because Hillard, who is now in his late 90s, his father was Robert Welch, the founder of the John Birch Society. So... Hillard was one of my mentors, and he's a tremendous scholar of the Constitution. I learned an awful lot from Hid. Hid is what we all call him. Um, and he was a phenomenal man, is a phenomenal man. He, he's still going strong in his late 90s right now. And I was very familiar with the Article 5 of the Constitution from when I was a younger. I've been a lifelong student of the Constitution, and I always was fascinated by the, the language of Article 5. But the John Birch Society had my thinking, let's just call it wrong. Um, I, I did not believe in Article 5. I thought it was going to be, you know, the, the normal stuff, the runaway convention and all of the crazy things that they come at us with. And I had a very good friend of mine who challenged me to do my own homework and not listen to someone else, but do my own research. And I did. And I came out of the other side of that supporting the Article 5 Convention of the States. Now, being on the board of directors of that education group, I had a little bit of a um, little bit of sway in the, in the direction that that organization was going to go with our presentation. So I reached out trying to get Mark Meckler to come to the Bay State, come to the Commonwealth to give us a lecture. And as I reached out, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> 
I was directed to a lady named Monica Sellers, who has become a good friend of mine. She's my regional director now. And Monica said, you know, we would really like to make this a convention of states event if we're going to come to the Commonwealth to give a presentation. So I, I looked for the opportunity to volunteer somewhere in the structure of convention of states here in Massachusetts. And to my surprise, there was only one woman doing anything. And her name was um, Becky, Becky Giambaris. And she was a district captain and grassroots coordinator up in the Haverhill area. And there was no one else doing anything. And my, my father trained me when I was young. If you're looking around your community for something to be done and you don't see anybody doing it, it's time for you to go look in the mirror. So I did that. And I, my conversation continued with Monica. And the next thing I knew, um, business cards arrived in my mailbox. Michael Arnold, state director, convention of states. That's one of Monica's key ways to do it. <laughs> send you the card and you figure it out afterwards. So I drank from the fire hose of the Convention of States, Massachusetts, until um, until we started building our team up here in Massachusetts. And we've come a long way in the last three and a half, four years or so. Um, unfortunately, Hillard Welch, I, I love the man. Um, he, he, like I told you, he was one of my mentors um, coming out of the John Birch Society. But once he found out I was state director, I honestly, I don't believe we've spoken since that time, um, and, which is unfortunate. There's some wonderful people in the John Birch Society. They, they, they really are patriots. I just believe they have a different idea of how to, how to move forward on this, and I don't hold that against them. I have a lot of friends that are still members of that society. I am not any longer affiliated with it, but um, that's kind of how I got where I am, and to be honest with you, after I got involved, Mark Meckler came that very next spring. We had our first event up in Plymouth at the National Monument to the Forefathers, and it, it was fantastic. We, I took Mark there. I, I showed him the monument. We discussed it. Then we went down to a local church, and we had our event down there. And um, so that's that's pretty much how I came to be where I am right now. Awesome. It's, it's a blessing that God, and I, and I believe this, God has selected you to tell the truth to the patriots of Massachusetts. It's, it's really that simple, is we as human beings have a destiny. That destiny is not necessarily controlled by us. We may think it is, but God knows us from the beginning of time. And I believe that Massachusetts needed a great leader for years in the Convention of States. And it was just time. And God selected that time. And I'm so proud that you're part of the Convention of States. What I want to ask you is this, is now that you're building this team, now that, because it takes a lot of patriotism and a lot of your heart to become part of Convention of States, because it really has to be in your heart. People come in, they join, they become leaders, and, you know, they just kind of fade by the wayside. And I think it's because it's really not in their heart. It, it, it's not in their mind to do something extra in their life and beyond extra sometimes to save our country. So as a state director, you have to be able to reach these people that come in, that, that come in as leaders and 
talk to them about what's in their heart, what's in their mind, what's in their soul. So what is your process? How do you connect with these great patriots of Massachusetts and talk to them about convention estates? And then when they stand up, how do you give them what I call a big bear hug and thank them for being leaders and provide them what they need to be part of your leadership team? That is a great question, Gunny. Thank you. And I hope my answer um, stacks up to your question. But what, what I do personally is as people sign the petition, I, as the state director, I send a personal email to every single person in Massachusetts thanking them for signing the petition. And something that we have started doing here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is we have right now, I think we have seven monthly meetings going on all across the state where we, we I had one of my district captains up in Bill Ricca put together a whole bunch of PowerPoint presentations. And on either the first or the second Saturday of every month, we have a, a meeting of those district captains where the people come. And we all present, maybe not the same exact um, platform, but we, we all present the same information. And what I'm thinking is Massachusetts is a patient laying on a gurney and our monthly meetings are pump chest compressions. And we're pumping information out, the same information out into the public every single month, trying to get traction to get people to keep coming. Very, very often I keep hearing people say, I, I thought I was all alone there. I didn't think there was anyone else in my area that felt like I do. So what I've noticed is these people see themselves as a dot and they're all alone floating out there. So the follow-up tool, we collect those dots. And at our monthly meetings, we connect those dots. So what we're doing is we're making connections and communities all across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts by pumping the same information out and they tell their friends and their friends tell their friends. And we have people coming back month after month after month and bringing friends with them to learn more and more about the convention of states here in Massachusetts. We, we have gone from the last two legislative sessions, we had one primary sponsor this time, and we just testified um, two week, a week and a half ago. This time we had seven, one sponsor and six co-sponsors. So we're, awesome. we're growing exponentially. And one of our main co-sponsors is actually on the committee and he's working diligently to help us get this over the finish line to get it out of committee. This will be the first time, hopefully, praise God, hopefully we praise get it out God. of committee yeah. this time. Um, so that, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're collecting the dots through the follow-up tool and we're connecting the dots during our monthly meetings. And those, those connections are strong. And once they realize they're not alone and that they're reaching out to one another, they're having coffee, they're getting together for dinners, you know, it, it's been extremely powerful for us up to this point. That's awesome, man. Uh, it's, it's amazing when specifically I hear about what I call you know, those other states. I mean, a lot of people that are conservative are concerned about, you know, the views of these other states. But Massachusetts, we're talking about, you know, one of the 13 colonies that, you know, were part of the actual foundation of America. How, you know, how did the state turn into what I call this massive government and originally it, it was the exact opposite the forefathers knew it they knew if if the government 
took over everything. Everything they designed with our human rights that were given to us by God would be absolutely destroyed. So it's, it's, a, it's a great pleasure to hear uh, what you're telling us about Massachusetts. And it takes leadership, and, and I think you got it. I think you have what it takes to go out there and inform the citizens of Massachusetts and, you know, get them to, to realize, you know, enough of us stand up, stand up, speak up, show up. Then we can make a change. We can get America back to the values, which, by the way, un unlike the left, unlike the other people, uh, equality not equity, but equality of a person as a human being is more important than anything else that this government wants to say. And this is where we're at. We're trying to get people to understand inside of you is the equality of being an American. And if you don't do anything about it, then whatever happens, you're already accepting it. Yeah. And this, the great leaders of Convention of States is we're just really what we're trying to do is we're getting like people to stand up and reestablish with, which is exactly what the four founders did self-governance, the ability of the people to control their lives and control how they live within their States. So, Convention of States in Massachusetts, years past, was what I would consider, you know, don't even think about it, like you're talking about. It. You had these, you know, maybe one or two district captains or whatever. But I think the tide's turning. I think that a lot of these people are realizing that or, or have tried different ways to change their lives, you know, reduce the taxes, reduce the the cost of living, all that stuff. And they're finding out that the government is not how you do this. The people have to do this. I, I couldn't agree with that more. I, I tell people all the time, they're like, do you really think we have a shot? And my answer is, listen, now is the time. We are the people. We the people. Massachusetts has always, always been a thought and action leader when it comes to constitutional matters. We helped write yes. the Constitution. Absolutely. John, John Adams was critical to writing not only the Massachusetts State Constitution, but our federal constitution as well. So I, I right now, I, people ask me all the time, do you think we'll be one of the 34? I'm a realist. It's going to be very difficult for Massachusetts to become one of the 34 to call the convention. But we certainly are going to be one of the 50 to participate in it. So my job as state director and all of my district captains and all of the people below them, our job is to raise up that grassroots army to educate as much of the populace as possible so that we can put the amount of pressure on our local representatives that they do the right thing when we send our, our, our delegates, our commissioners to the actual convention. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, convincing the state's main mission is to stand up self-governing people. That's the Educate. main thing, yes, educate sir. them. Now, the convention, Convention of States Convention, which is held by the states, 
to amend the Constitution with the things that I call loopholes. These are the things that we're requesting the states come together, discuss that are not in the Constitution. And they're loopholes that at the time, the, the founding fathers just couldn't see everything. They're, you know, they're, they, they wouldn't like God where they can look back 250 years and what was going to happen in all cases. In this case, we're talking about the, the government is too big. There is no balanced budget in the Constitution. And there's no term limits for the people that actually go into this office. I had a discussion with a, a great friend of mine the other day, and we're talking about legislators going into office. For years in this country, there were farmers, you know, doctors, lawyers, everyday citizens that said, you know what, I want to go and do service in the government in our country. And they'd go do their four, six, eight years or whatever it is. And they would come home back to their farms and milk their cows again. And they got paid virtually nothing at the time. And that's how the country was run. But now the, you know, the politicians go in there making $190,000 a year and they come out in four, five, six, eight years and they're, you know, multimillionaires. So they're using the government to, you know, like a, a, a job or an investment in their life. What about us? What about the people? Just forget about, you know, your job is really supporting the people. So we're going to take a break. When we get back, Mike, what I would like to discuss is your process and how Massachusetts is working towards a strategic goal, again, to continue to work with the legislators, because that's the key. How, how, how can you work with your leaders, work with your supporters, and say, look, we have a plan. We have something when you come on board and we start talking and working with the legislators, it's going to work. How does that process work within your strategic plan? So do not go away. We have a great patriot from Massachusetts, Mike Arnold. And when we get back, we're going to continue and learn more about this great leader in Massachusetts for the Convention of the States. We'll be right back. Article 5 of the United States Constitution gives we the people the power to put the federal government back in its constitutional box and expand liberty for all. Once two-thirds of the states pass similar applications, a convention of states will be called and there is nothing the federal government can do to stop it. This isn't a red movement or a blue movement. It's an American movement based on one fundamental question. Who decides? Who should decide the issues that affect your community? Washington, D.C. or you? The Convention of States Action Resolution applies for an Article 5 convention that would propose constitutional reforms limited to three topics. First, fiscal restraints on the federal government. With over $140 trillion in unfunded liabilities, we need a balanced budget. But our resolution also allows for caps on federal spending and taxation. The second topic is limiting the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. The Supreme Court has authorized the feds to have control over almost every aspect of our lives. The COS Action Resolution empowers us to restore the Constitution to its original intent and return power to the states and the people. Finally, term limits. 
thanks to a corrupt ruling class in Washington, trust in the federal government is at an all-time low. That's why our resolution gives Convention of States commissioners the power to send the career politicians packing, including the judiciary and other federal officials. So what can you do? First of all, sign the petition at cosaction.com and get as many of your friends and family to do the same. With your full address, your state legislators will know that you really are their constituents in their district. Call, email, or request a meeting with your state legislators to ask them to co-sponsor the COS resolution in their state. Get plugged in with your local Convention of States team so you can stay engaged, educate others, and respond to national calls to action. Our success depends on you. So we're inviting you to be part of history. Let's invoke the constitutional solution that's as big as the problem. Patriots, this is the Gunny, and again, you're on the Patriot Cause Special Edition. I continued from last week. It was just going to be COS week last week on Convention of States, but I have so many great leaders that want to continue to come to this podcast and get the word out for about <laughs> Convention of States, and I'm providing them that platform for you to see live the great leader that you have with Michael Arnold in Massachusetts. So when we left, I was talking about how we as supporters and patriots and specifically the leaders within Convention of States, how do we engage? How do we talk to legislators? What is our plan in Massachusetts to continue to get the information out and get legislators on board to be able to pass the convention of states in Massachusetts. Awesome. Well, what, Gunny, one, one of the, my best success story, I would say, was I secured a champion on the committee where our resolution, which is H3660 up in the state house. It was uh, in front of the Committee on Veterans and Federal Affairs I secured a member on that committee as our inside guy. And the way I did that is I watched his social media and I saw when he was gonna be speaking at a local Republican town committee meeting. And I also cultivate relationships with the head of the local RTCs and DTCs. And I reached out to Andrea Killian, who's the head of the Sandwich RTC. When I saw that representative Stephen Exaros, who's, who's you know, his son, he's a gold star father. He lost his son, Nicholas, and from in the Marine Corps in Afghanistan. God bless him and his family. But I saw he was going to speak in front of the RTC, and I reached out to Andrea, and I said, can I speak on that same date? Now, Stephen has seen me all over the community participating in various events, but I never told him who I was. I never told him what I did. I just let him see me in the community side by side with him doing stuff. That night at the RTC, he spoke first. I was fortunate. I got to speak second. He turned to me. He goes, you're that guy? And I said, yes, sir, I am that guy. I, I, you, I am that guy for Convention of States. 
By the end of that meeting, he signed the petition, and within a week, he was our co-sponsor and our inside guy on the committee. Awesome. And I've, I've made other connections very similarly just by watching what the local reps are going to be doing. A lot of them here in the Bay State, they'll do like coffee with your rep or, or clean up the beach or something like that. And you show up and you make those, you have to meet them where they are. They're not going to come to you. You have to let them see you. Got your, I got my convention estates button on or my jacket or my hat. Um, and just let them know that you're there. And as the people sign the petitions, they get flooded with email after email after email. So they, they know that we're growing. And I had another representative who told me he couldn't do it. He goes, I can't do that. My representative, the, you know, the people, my constituents would never go along with that. So I asked him, how many votes did you win your last election by? And he said, I think he said 274. And I was like, well, that's amazing because I have, you know, five, six, seven hundred people in your district that support convention estates. It would be horrible if they didn't vote for you next time. And within a couple of weeks, he was also a co-sponsor. You know, so it, you have to meet them where they are. And as far as the legislature goes, we just got done testifying in front of the Joint Committee on Veterans and Federal Affairs, not this past Friday, but the Friday before. And we had a written prepared testimony and they let us go in as a block. And we had 20 Massachusetts Patriots who read three minutes apiece our entire prepared testimony. And it really made a difference. The, the uh, chairman of the committee, uh, it's a joint committee, senators and house representatives. The chairman was a senator and he, he was not of our same persuasion politically, but he let every single person speak. All voices were heard. And that's one of my things. All voices must be heard. If we're going to have an open and Absolutely. honest debate, if we're going to have an open and honest debate, we have to listen, we have to consider, and we have to talk about it. And he let every single one of us speak. And I, I give him kudos. He, he, he is a true leader. He is the epitome of a Massachusetts legislator where you get up there and you listen and you try to work with each other to move the agenda forward so that in my opinion, the best way to help with your legislators is to meet them where they are, be there for them. And one of the big things that my, my inside guys tell me is let the people in your community know that you support us because they're all alone up there, especially in the blue states. And Massachusetts is pretty blue. I, I, in my region, Monica Sellers is my regional director. And I think we have, we have um, Illinois, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey and Maryland, I believe. I, I might be mistaken. I have, I, it's either Maryland or Delaware. So we're, we're the bluest of the blue states. And we just have to meet them where they are and make sure that everyone in our community knows that they have our back and we have their back. Awesome. That is great. I mean, think about it. If, if you're an American and you're sitting in front of your TV, and you're listening to everything that's going on through the media and all that, your heart just sinks. It's especially if you're a conservative, even if you're a Democrat, especially moderate Democrats, they see that the country is just falling apart. And unless the American people do something, the politicians and the elitists will continue what they're doing because they're not getting any pushback. They're not getting any 
thing associated with knowledge about what the people think. And you are engaged with your leaders and you're changing the minds, like you're, you're talking about, even though this person was of, you know, what I, what I would consider a different political party, that person's still an American. And, and they still want to be able to have the freedoms and the rights that God give them. And it's great that that person is seeing that, to be able to people, allow people to speak up and it doesn't matter what side it comes from. Like you're talking about JBS or whoever it is. You got to hear both sides. You got to hear the against doing this. You got to hear the for it so that the people can make up their minds and say, you know what? This, I think, is the right thing. And that is what you're doing in, in Massachusetts. Now, you talked about an event in May, May 5th. And yes, it's sir. going to be at Plymouth. The it's original. At the National, the national Monument ahead. to the Forefathers. Yep. It's it's the, yep. May 5th is the National Day of Prayer. And there's a wonderful man named Leo Martin and his wife Nancy. They run uh, the Jenny Interpretive Museum in Plymouth. And Leo does tours of historic Plymouth and he does a tour of the National Monument to the Forefathers. And if no, if anyone's not familiar with it, please look it up. It's one, it's the biggest granite statue in the United States and it's on a hill in Plymouth. And, and we're gonna have an event there and Mark Meckler is coming and Rick Green is coming. And we're, we're trying to get some other people there as well, but it's gonna be a great event. If anybody is within the sound of my voice can make it to Plymouth on May 5th to be at that event, please come because we're gonna, we're gonna give all glory to God and pray for our country. Now, I'm of the understanding because, you know, the, the pilgrims landed in Plymouth Rock and this was, you know, the original, what they would call the original uh, people that wanted freedom, escaping from England and the tyrants and the kings and all that. And they just, all they wanted was a uh, religious freedom to be able to worship the God that created them. And this monument is tremendous and it's fortunately it's still there it's i mean i'm, I'm really i am kind of glad that you know these people haven't got to this thing and and trying to take it down in the in the massachusetts legislature because i i, I believe it is it, it's not a political it's not you know civil war it's america and, and the start of America, and they captured that massive struggle that we did uh, with, with this going from tyranny with the king in England into a, a new world, which, by the way, lots of people died coming to this world. And the struggle that the original, what I call the or, original American people way before the Civil War is if if they felt when they did come here during that time frame, then if they felt that this is, was too much, just a couple months later, that ship 
went back, all of them would have jumped on that ship and went, and went back, but they didn't. So this is the mindset that we have to understand in America is we cannot get back on the ship. We cannot go back and accept the fact that, you know, the tyranny is here because where are you going to go? Where else can you go? There is no place else to go. So what I want to ask you finally is this. Can you tell the supporters and your leaders, this is your opportunity to talk to them and say, how can they get more involved? And how do you thank these people? What is inside your heart when somebody joins the Convention of States? Because I've, I've done it for years. And even, you know, the individuals that can only give a couple hours a week to Convention of States, I thank them for every minute because that's what it takes. You may not be able to be a leader where you can do, you know, 10, 20 hours a week, but every minute and every event that you participate in is very, very precious to saving the liberty of America. I agree 100%. Here in Massachusetts, early on when I first became state director, we tried to go gangbusters and build really quick, and it was fragile. So I got a three-legged stool together, a three-legged team, myself and two other people, and we decided we're going to build something small and solid, a rock that we can anchor down to like Plymouth Rock. Yeah. So we, we've built small and slow and gradual, and we, we vet our people very carefully. Um, I tell everyone, we have, we have, I think, maybe a dozen people on the, in the whole state that do a whole lot for the team. But we don't need a dozen. We need thousands who do a little thousands. bit. Thousands, yep. If we all Absolutely. do a little bit, we, come, we can accomplish a tremendous amount. So I, I always thank people from the bottom of my heart for number one, standing up. And I, I can tell you right now, Gunny, I'm amazed at the number of veterans right now that yes. are signing up because they, you all swore an oath and that oath yep. does not expire. Nope. Never right? left. And Never we, will. We, we can use ballots over bullets. We don't need to get up there and, and hold yes. the, the rifles up. We can use, we can hold our votes up. And I always tell people anything you can do, anything is welcome and appreciated and i encourage them to get involved i encourage them first of all to read george washington's farewell address and if anyone has not read george washington's farewell address please do he warned us excuse me he warned us about what's happening today all of those years ago absolutely he, saw, he knew what was coming so and thank god they put article five the second clause of article five into the constitution. Otherwise we would be screwed right now. Excuse my language, yeah. but we would be, you know, right now we have an opportunity to curb the power of the federal government to take the power back. And that's what I tell my local legislators. I'm not, we're, we're going to take the power out of Washington and put it back in your hands. Yeah. Okay. That it's much easier for me to affect my local House of Representatives here in Massachusetts than it is someone in Washington, D.C. I can get myself and several thousand of my close friends, and I got tens of thousands of friends in Massachusetts all of a sudden. I can, I can affect 
that local guy and make him do what we want him to do. And I don't want to sound rude, but he does work for me. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. So we, we can, we can put the necessary pressure at the local level at all. That's what the grassroots self-governing citizen is all about the local level. It starts at my kitchen table, which is where I'm sitting right now. It starts right here at my kitchen table. And then it goes out into my neighborhood and then into my town and my County and my state and then to the federal level. And that's where the tire hits the tar. That's where we can truly make a difference as we, the people. No, absolutely. And just like, you know, legislators, they have to deal with, you know, the state budgets and the federal budgets that come to them. And I had a great discussion when I was a state director in Arkansas with a legislator going, you know, if we push back on the government, then we're not going to get the government funding for schools. <laughs> right. And I'm going, let me tell you something that just might blow your mind. You don't need any federal funding. What you need to do is change your laws where we as citizens don't send a dime to the federal government. It all comes into the states. And I guarantee you, you will be able to spend that money in a very more, much more appropriate, efficient way than any of those people in Washington, D.C. Because if you get off the rails, the people that is in your back house of the Capitol are going to be here and start questioning you about where you're spending that money. So what you're saying is the truth. The, the, I, I, the country was designed where the people have a direct impact on legislation within their states. So we have the ability to, to change good, bad, or indifferent, right? We have the ability to change working through our legislation. But now the government, the federal government, has ingrained so much into our legislators thinking that I, I, I'm tied. My hands are tied. No, they're not. The only reason they're tied is because you believe it's tied. People do not. I, I've gotten, I, I don't know if this is common throughout the other states. I, I really don't because I, I don't want to sound indifferent, but no, my laser-like focus is Massachusetts, right? Because I, I can't, I can't affect what happens in another state, but I can certainly try to do my best for sure. my state. I'm at a point now where people who are running for election in the upcoming 22 election cycle are literally seeking me out, reaching out to me saying, how can I support your movement? All right. Absolutely. So we, we, we have gained enough traction in the Commonwealth right now that people who are running, and I mean all level, all across the state, not just in my local. Um, sure. I have signed petitions of, of Jeff Deal. He's going to be hopefully the next governor of Massachusetts. He fully supports convention of states. Sure. You know, I, I've, I've got people who are running for state Senate who are reaching out to me. How can I, how can I help? How can I support you? And I'll, I, I tell them, I tell you what, once you get elected, you'll be hearing from me on a very regular basis. So, again, that just goes back to meet them where they are. You know, it, it, it's amazing what can happen. When you take your time, slow people down, you, we, like Mark Meckler told me, we want, we want to educate deeply and broadly. It's, it can be like drinking from a fire hose, learning about what we do. So we try to slow sure. it down, tap the brakes. We get a lot of people that come to our, our monthly meetings that are all fired up and they want to, I want to do something. Okay. The first thing you got to do is educate yourself. Yep. You know, Absolutely. and when I see, when I see now local people and, and statewide people who are running for office, reaching out to me 
asking me questions, I think we're making a good impact on our on our local um, politics. No, you you guys are doing great. I, I you know, like I said, I've been around being part of Commission State since pretty much the beginning. And, you know, it's kind of funny as every year, I'm like, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. You know, we have more people, but now it is amazing. We got, you know, 4 million supporters going close to 5 million. This is not the donors. This is not, you know, yeah. the, the people that actually do a lot of donations as far as a corporate, you know, um, donations into COS. It's it's people like us, five approaching five million. So the voice is getting out there. Things are 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 going great. And thanks to Mike Arnold in Massachusetts, you're following in the footsteps of great leaders in other states that have passed. And I'm convinced. I, I am convinced. I wasn't for for years. Going, there's no way that we're going to be able to bring, bring in any of these blue states, but you're doing what is necessary. And I thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the podcast and anything that I can do for you to help further your cause in Massachusetts, whether it's uh, talking with your supporters, talking with legislators. Uh, from, I'm, I'm speaking from a veteran's perspective. You know, I spent 20 years in the Marine Corps and I, I, I see what's happening. The Marines I fought with, we, we didn't die for this country to die. We died for freedom and liberty and the people in this country to live. And that's what we need to do. And I appreciate your time and effort. And hopefully, hopefully soon, the legislators will see that in your state. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you, Gunny. God bless you. Semper Fi, brother. You bet. Have a great day.